I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This episode of The Group Chat is brought to you by Lyft. Skip the hassle of finding and paying for parking. Take Lyft instead. You've been added to the group chat with your friends Caroline Can, Max Henson, and Will Bryan. Welcome to the group chat day whatever of the combine. What is today? Thursday. Yes, day four. Yes, that makes it. So is that day four? Day five? Day 100 of the 2020 NFL Combine. We can confirm the breaking news really off the top of this is that Will is alive. And well. And and well. We don't know about bruised. Uh, we haven't confirmed any any bruises yeah. or Wonder anything like that. What his calves are doing. You know? <laughs> he was really concerned about his calves fitting into the, the ski boot, so we yeah. hope that worked for him. But it has been a productive NFL combine for us here in Indianapolis. We've gotten a lot of uh, just good things from either experts or listening to the prospects. I always enjoy this time really just for the stories that come out of the combine. There's always a few good that stick out from the rest. What so far has been your favorite NFL Combine story? That's a good question. I think, and I know you tweeted this in response to the quote I put out from from him, but um, Javon Kinlaw's story. It really is. Yeah, I, I don't know if I would say it's a Combine story. It's just, it's just his story, and, and many of us have heard it at this point, but he kind of told it again, at least part of it. I mean, the guy, homeless, just such a really difficult upbringing, and I just thought it's it, every time he talks about it, it's just fascinating. And yep. so to hear him talk about being 11 years old by himself on a Greyhound bus from D.C. to South Carolina and just all of the how fast he had to grow up, really. Um, and he mentioned he was like, I didn't go to junior college to then be like, OK, now I'm going to you know prove it here and I'm going to go to an SEC school. And then from there, I'm going to make it to the league. He was like, I just went to junior college because it was a place where I could sleep and I was going to have food regularly. Yeah. And it kind of puts a lot in perspective. Um, obviously, a lot of these guys here are chasing an NFL dream. He was just looking for some stability in his life. Mm-hmm. So um, everyone's rooting for him. I'm really excited to see just kind of where he ends up. And we'll be curious to just follow him wherever that is just because of all he's kind of had to overcome just to get this far. Yeah, he's definitely my favorite story to come out of the Combine, too, of just getting to know these kids. Because, I, you know, he even made a comment that he, he – 
understands why people are asking the questions about it, but I thought at the podium it was interesting to see him say, it's not a remarkable story. He kind of, you know, leaned in. He was like, this is not... I get why you're asking, but it's not a remarkable story. It's it's my story, and it's been my reality. But no one really started to pay attention until the Senior Bowl, yeah. which is when the NFL starts to get to know these prospects. And so that's just really what this week it continues to do. We hear the scouts and everyone say it all the time. This week at the NFL Combine is just another step in this big picture of who these players are. Mm-hmm. And it has been really cool to see um, some of these stories come out. Ken Law, he's a South Carolina Gamecock. Yep. Um, so those of you listening in the Carolinas, he's definitely one uh, that we have seen for a couple of years. And it's crazy that, I mean, he's even been linked in a couple of mock drafts of, of potentially yeah. coming to Carolina right. or staying in the Carolinas. So um, I think that's definitely one of my favorite favorite stories but another favorite story is actually happening later on the podcast um there's always random things that happen either in media row or you'll see something on twitter a good thing that came out on twitter earlier today is apparently they ran out of diet pepsi Mm. in the media workroom this was a big deal for some writers that were up there Um, i believe some tensions were high and some words were exchanged over diet pepsi Mm. needing the diet pepsi apparently they diet, they were so coming at a, they were coming at 11:45 but that didn't help them yeah. right now they needed it right now so all of those even stories that come out of this crazy week of the entire NFL taking over Indianapolis but my favorite all-time favorite is coming later on the show because there were so many celebrities here. Mm-hmm. I mean, so many. Nick Saban. I don't know if you've seen that. Nick Saban's here. Coach yep. O. I know you're excited about that, Matt. Co- Coach O. Uh, Colin Cowherd. He, we got a he even to came talk out. To all I mean, of them. And yeah. we, we talked to every Which was awesome. single one. Andrew Luck even. And Andrew yep. never does media like this, but Andrew Luck even stopped mm-hmm. by. Um, so stick around because that is coming later on in the podcast. But today it was defensive line and linebackers at defensive front seven up at the podium. Yeah. I mean, some interesting stuff from some Baylor kids uh, we were able to hear from, a couple Yoda quotes. Yeah. Uh, so from today, Max, what was uh, what was the most intriguing thing yeah. you heard at the podium? Well, James Lynch, the defensive lineman from Baylor, and Clay Johnston, the linebacker from Baylor, were both available. And they were surrounded by folks from Charlotte who were asking about a couple <laughs> coaches. Um, so we, we kind of had to warn them. We were like, hey... Yeah, we're from Charlotte, we're so we're about to Charlotte. ask you a bunch of questions about Matt Rule and Phil Snow, um, and they were really good sports about it. I mean, their praise for these coaches was just effusive. Um, I mean, and talking about how much they love these guys. I mean, it's not just like, yeah, th- these these guys were really good coaches. I learned a lot. It was like, no, I, I loved my time with Coach Snow, and um, it, I, I really do think that that's kind of the – that's what Matt Rules try is going to try to do in Carolina. It is a family type environment with his coaching staff. There mm-hmm. are a lot of really tight bonds, and that extends to his players. Um, you can you can tell just the the connection that was formed, and I think the players believe that's a big reason why they had success was because everyone was a lot more selfless. They all sort of bought in and were playing for each other and for these coaches. And I think that's that's why yes, they had some talent. They brought in some talented players in that program. But I think it was the intangible element that really they felt put them over the top. And uh, both both guys were entertaining to listen to. Phil Snow, like we've heard a lot about Joe Brady. We haven't heard as much about Phil Snow, right? right. You know, he's kind of the older, old school, defensive. Everyone's always focused on the offense and the fireworks that LSU put up. But it was interesting to learn a little bit more about Phil and to hear them say, you know, a little bit more about the origins of the Yoda nickname. <laughs> and Clay told me that he thinks he might have been the one who started that. He actually got in a little bit of trouble because it was like 
Phil Snow had never heard of Yoda <laughs> and what are you talking about? But he said he's just this he's this old guy who's a super genius. Um and they all, he owes all of his football knowledge and the ability he has right now to go on a whiteboard with these NFL teams and really map out what these coverages look like and dissecting the schemes. All of that he credits to Phil Snow and how he prepared him for this. Um, so those guys, Lynch, Lynch too. I mean, it, it was they swear by him. And we all know it's an adjustment going from the college to pro level. But, man, if you listen to those two kids talk, Lynch and Johnson, they will tell you and anybody in that Panthers locker room that you're about to – uh, become a much better player from getting to work with these two coaches. I thought it was interesting. Lynch talked about how when he first got to Baylor, that Snow taught him the offense first, and it was yeah, it was that very, was interesting. I thought that was an interesting snow, uh, clip from him, um, just learning the offense first and then kind of doing it backwards. Yeah. And it makes sense too. I mean, you know, I've, I've heard in the past coaches will use a sort of tactic to say, you know, the be- the best way we can play defense is to know what the offense is trying to do, right? So let's in Phil Snow's mind, it was clearly. We've got to make sure our kids understand what the offense is trying to do to them, and then we can build off that and say, here's how we're going to defend it. So, um, yeah, that was that was an interesting point he made, and it, ma- and it makes sense. Well, you hear all the time of, of Matt Rule every time he says, you know, we want teachers, we want people who can, you know, actually coach these kids and, and, and give them more than just, you know, go to this guy on this play. It's it's the why behind it. So it is. it was interesting. I, I liked that quote from him, too, of just – no, this is this is real. They don't just talk this talk. They're yeah. actually doing it. Their former players can say it, but it still doesn't. The quote of the day was Johnston when he said, "Snow is amazing. We call him the Yoda. That's his nickname. He's just this old man. That's a super genius." Mm-hmm. Johnston said. So maybe he did get in trouble a little bit for Yoda, but let's just show Snow. He's just an old man. Yeah. That's a super genius. I think that might yeah. dig a hole a little bit deeper also, for John. He calls him like a lovable grandpa. I don't know. I don't know that <laughs> Phil would actually love that either. He probably would actually. He actually probably he would. He probably would. He probably would. But uh, a lot of really cool things uh, from the comment. What yeah. what is kind of like your wrap up of of what you yeah. had here? Well, today was a big day too just because there were some heavy hitters at the podium as well and Derek Brown and Isaiah Simmons. So as we talked about on our preview episode of the group chat, those are the two names that have been kind of connected to Carolina early on in this process. Um, first of all, Derek Brown, just when he's, you know, you're standing next to him, is an imposing figure. Yeah. Not the most um, outspoken guy, pretty quiet, but he doesn't need to do a whole lot of talking. Um, that guy, you can, just, you can just see that he's a lot to deal with on, in the trenches. Um, so I, I was just impressed with the way he kind of carries himself. He looks like a guy that's all business, and every LSU player – that I, I heard from this week. Everyone gets asked a variation of this question, right? Who is the toughest player you went against? All of them on that LSU football team said Derek Brown. I mean, they were in unison on that one. It was like that dude. It was Edwards Hilaire, the running back, if I'm saying that right. And Cushenberry, um, the center. He's, he, he, told, he told me, he was like, Derek Brown just does whatever he wants to do. It's crazy. So that, that dude is a good player. I think he's in the conversation for among the best player in this draft. Um, and so is Isaiah Simmons, who's, who's the Clemson product. And he was, he was interesting to talk to because he's a guy, and he made this point, he's sort of positionless now. And he said, you know, years ago, that was a knock. It was if you're positionless, it's like, well, you can do a bunch of things, but you're a master of none, quote right. unquote. Today's NFL, being positionless is an asset. Uh, yep. And the, the way defenses want to potentially utilize him, safety, linebacker, close to the line of scrimmage as a rush end. I mean, he can do a whole bunch of different things, and he feels like that's going to make him really attractive to these NFL teams. And I agree. I think he's, he's, very, he's right. I mean, he's a really good athlete. He, he knows the defense so well from having to do all those different things. And I think teams 
in that top 10 for sure are going to take a hard look at Simmons. Another question that's always asked, at least in my one couple days of being here, mm-hmm. is they always ask, who do you compare yourself to? I yeah. thought it was interesting that Simmons said, Jalen Ramsey, who's a corner, Tyron Matthew, who's a safety, yeah. and Von Miller, who's an edge. Maybe if you just mix them all together, <laughs> yes. you would get Isaiah Simmons. I found that interesting. I also liked how he said, you know, the new NFL is these tight ends. And when you look yes. at the impact these tight ends are having, well, that doesn't fit your traditional linebacker, but he's that speed linebacker that can run around. And when I was listening to him speak and kind of how he approaches the game, it, it did remind me a little bit of Darius Leonard, who was mm. taken with the Colts when I was there. And he's not used in that traditional linebacker because he's so quick from sideline to sideline yeah so he he's a little bit of you know he might be that nickel or he might drop back but he is the linebacker he's that yeah. quarterback um, of the defense so I, I am just curious though with Isaiah Simmons listening to him is his knowledge there to be that quarterback of the defense you think so I mean with the, yeah. the way he's used at Clemson the success that Clemson has had the, the way that you know you hear about Dabo and those coaches being teachers but mm-hmm. I think that might be a big question for him I haven't heard the raving review about his football IQ and I feel like you normally hear that as yeah. you go through this of you know he's a guy that can definitely run that defense but I, I think it's crazy too that you know Derek Brown arguably the best player in this draft but he's linked to the Panthers dropping a seven. So I think when you look in that top ten, that's what makes it interesting. A team, they want quarterbacks, they want to do all these things, but you could have the best guy drop to seven and yeah. end up coming to the Panthers. Yeah, look, I know Chase Young has certainly a lot to say about being the best player in this draft. He came out here today and, and declared that. I think a lot of people would agree. Um, yep. Joe Burrow, of course, at the quarterback position, the best quarterbacks are going to be valued a little more heavily than the best interior defensive linemen. That's just a reality of the way this league is right now. Everyone who doesn't have a quarterback is desperate to find one. So, yeah, I think if you're a team sitting in a position like the Panthers are at seven, if you're going to take a best available player approach, depending on what happens in front of you, yeah, you might have somebody fall into your lap. Very much like what happened in 2012 with Luke Keekley, yep. who, you know, at a, at a linebacker spot, Clearly, if you look back on that now, a Hall of Fame linebacker <laughs> falling to where he did at nine, people probably feel like they should have taken him or considered taking him a little earlier. Um, so that that can happen. And I think, yeah, Derek Brown, with his with his talent level, you, you just don't see guys at that size able to do what he can do uh, very often. I mean, it's, it's, it's rare, um, but he might be on the board, and that would certainly be intriguing. Yeah, it, it is crazy. Go ahead. I mean, it's it's possible with, there might be a quarterback run early, and both of those guys are sitting there at seven. If they have their pick of those two, that would be an interesting conversation, right? I mean, your value. What are you weighing? You know, you got an interior disruptor, a guy at the line of scrimmage. We've talked about the Panthers' run defense and how all the issues they had last year. You'd certainly feel like, man, okay, that's a, a big way we can address that right off the bat. But Simmons too, as a play, playmaking linebacker, as Caroline, you mentioned, he was talking about it. How are you going to defend the Kittles and Kelseys of the world yeah. these days? You need somebody like me to do that. And he makes a compelling point. Um, he's He's got that rare ability and a space linebacker to cover running backs like Christian McCaffrey. We're going to see more and more running backs doing what Christian's doing. That's kind of the direction this is all going. So um, a talent like Simmons is is also an intriguing one. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. We're, we've still got a little ways to go before the Panthers are on the clock. Um but it's, it's becoming pretty clear that these guys are certainly in that conversation. Yeah, and it's getting down to the point in the combine where there's really just one more day of media availability, and then you start getting all on-the-field testing where we get to hear about uh, 
hip flexibility, uh, mm. the knee drive, yes, uh, a fast forty, all of those that we've already heard about the hand size of, of many of twitchy, these guys. Oh, twitchy, twitchy, yes, yep. who is twitchy? But we now have to get to the parts of the podcast that is one of my favorite parts from this entire combine. Is when we had so many celebrities stop. I mean, just back to back, they were lined up at yeah. the table to Great come access. on their group chat. It, it, it was crazy. But really, it's linked to one man. We had someone you may know. He went viral on Twitter for his Nick Saban impersonation about picking his favorite or having to pick between Thanksgiving sides. So it was Joey Molinero. He is from Indianapolis. He works for a radio station here in town. But he said he started this, and now it has grown into, um, I don't want to say his full-time business, but we think it should be because – Here's what he did for us. I won't say any more about it because it was fantastic, but here's a little segment we did with many, many personalities, but all stimming from one man. We have one of our first guests. So on this podcast, we we have some guests that come in, but normally it's me making a fool of myself. Um, I, I am going to show off who that persona is a little bit later, but we have our first guest. Although this is a bit of a, um, a package deal, I think is the best way to put it. it mm. It's it's one person, multiple personalities. Several guests. I mean, they're Sev- just they're lined really. up waiting to join the show. They really are, and and I wish you know you're not going to be able to recognize this person necessarily over audio, but I think if you see who we're talking about, I'll, I'll post something. Mm. Um, you'll recognize him because he's gone viral many yeah. times, yeah. many times. Viral. Yeah. Viral. How does that sound? <laughs> Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, you tell your grandma that, and she's like, well, what's, what's, what's going on? you got to go to the doctor. This is a problem. <laughs> got to get that checked yeah, out. Yeah, that, that doesn't sound good, but, uh, yeah, I know. it's it, It's been fun. It's been wild. Well, we have Joey here. Joey, you you got to tell us, how the heck did this come about? Have you always been able to do impersonations? Yeah, I mean, I've tried, like, you know, I, I tell people that I was kind of like the living room impersonator growing up, right? I'd do, like, school teachers and different you know, family, friends, and stuff like that. But then once I, you know, got into the professional media world or whatever, I was like, oh, if I want to keep doing this, I need to do people that other people know, you know, <laughs> besides just like my fifth grade teacher. Um, and so I just started giving it a shot and, you know, going for it. Well, you may be able to recognize him when we ask him to do the Nick Saban. I think that's I think Andrew Luck is your best impersonation, Thank you. personally. Yeah, and we're gonna we're gonna you, talk to him in a little bit. You had a lot. I mean, you were up close and personal with him. That's why I think it's so good because it the the cadence, the everything is, is is so good. So we're we're gonna talk to Andrew in just a little bit. Um, but Nick Saban is what really got you the most viral. Uh, that's where people may yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, tell us how did that come about when did you think about oh I should definitely have Nick Saban talk about Thanksgiving and, and get that going yeah it was because like you said uh, luck was the first one that I did um, so then I started once he retired um, I was like well, I gotta figure out somebody <laughs> else that I can do and um, it, it was around Thanksgiving time obviously and I was like I don't think anybody's done anything with that Saban bit that um, he did with Maria Taylor right where he was yeah the quit asking and I was like it'd be funny if talking about Thanksgiving you know he's talking about instead of two different quarterbacks he's talking about two different options of food you know whether it be sides or desserts or whatever it is and um yeah it was just a quick 15 second bit and you know caught on with the right audience and it was fun how many views does it have do you know do you keep up with it no um I mean it was back in November so last time I checked a couple million something like that but 
That's so funny. It's been a while. No. It was worth it. So now I hope everyone out there knows uh, who we've got on here. <laughs> but really, we've got to talk about the Combine, and there's no one better that knows, you know, Indy and the Combine than Andrew. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'd love to hear from Andrew of just, you know, why, why is Indy – why should the combine stay in Indy? <laughs> it's it's a, a perfect place of a, a of a centralized location, uh, a lot of great architecture around, whether it be Lucas Oil or the Convention Center, uh, where everything is is a very very good spot. Uh, like I said, centrally located, a lot of good food, and good restaurants, and uh, good places to hang out. <laughs> But it's snowing, Andrew. It's amazing. It's snowing here. I mean, what, these L.A. people, they don't know what to do. Uh, but that's another great thing is that everything's walking distance uh, right. from the hotel to the convention center. <laughs> uh, sometimes they even have overpasses that you can walk in, uh, and that makes it very convenient. So uh, I'd, I'd be an advocate that it should stay here for a long time. <laughs> wow. Andrew, Andrew, I don't know how much you're keeping up with the draft these days, but do you have any thoughts on the quarterback talent on display? Everyone's talking about Joe Burrow. Is he any good? Uh, I, I, well, I'm a dad now, uh, so I, I'm I'm pretty busy on a, on a day to day, whether it be you know helping my daughter start to read already because we're very smart, uh, or you know having to get up and change poopy diapers. Uh, I, I I haven't kept up with it too yeah, much, yeah. but. Uh, uh, Joe Burrow is, uh, I think he's going to be just fine. And, and Tua's going to be fine, too. And uh, if any of them fall to Indy, uh, I think that'd be pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Tua, I think I think Saban just walked through. Is that so, yeah. Great oh, Nick, segue. Nick, yeah. Nick, how are you doing? Uh, I, I know Tua is here. And, and gosh, I mean, you, you had quite a time with him. How do you think he's going to do at this next level? Yeah, I mean, thanks for having me on your program. Uh, yeah, Tua is somebody that you know, I'm very proud of. I uh, wish he would have stayed another year because we've got to be able to go down and LSU and, and beat those beat those dudes who got us uh, sure. last year in Bama. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anybody who gets to us is going to be really pleased with who they get as a as a person as a player. And uh, you know I'm I'm trying to run my own football program. Uh, so if you would just take the time to not ask me about two anymore, uh, that'd be good. All right. Are you I, Nick? Are you looking for some sympathy for the Alabama program? The fact that they're losing a quarterback it seems like you guys just replace talent so easily. Why? Why should we feel bad for you guys for having to lose to it for next year? Look, I'm not asking anybody to feel bad for me. I, I'm Nick freaking Saban. I have a statue. You have a statue? I don't. I don't, Nick. No. I, uh, that's what I thought. I'm, I'm a living legend. I, I don't recruit. I reload. That's what we do at Alabama. My football program. Yeah, I mean, it's true, but, you know, uh, for a while you guys were the dynasty of everything. But, I mean, Clemson's coming up on you, LSU. Uh, a while, Caroline? I'm sorry. I, I mean, one year down, that doesn't mean that we're not going to be coming back. So, I still yeah. think that we're on top. we got to count the rings a little bit. you got some rings you can You're show right. up. You're wearing a few. Exactly. But yeah. LSU got you, and they look to be building quite a, a powerhouse program that I don't know that, that you guys are going to have total control over that hey. conference and nation like you have. Yeah, it's like I tell my wife sometimes. Every blind squirrel finds a nut every now and mm-hmm. then. I So, LSU, they get us once in seven years. I'm not too worried about it. Okay. All right. Well, okay. I, I, Coach O actually is walking up now. I mean, the guys, it's crazy how many yeah. uh, big guys are coming it's a through. Uh, Saban co- and Coach yeah, o I mean, right you just kind of said that about you know, I mean, co- <laughs> Coach O coming in here. But Coach, uh, first off, you know, congratulations uh, this year with what your team was able to do. Thank you so much, Caroline. <laughs> it's so good to be here on the Panther Podcast with everybody. <laughs> Super excited about Joe Burrow here in Indianapolis right now, and uh, you know, he had a hell of a year. He's going to be a Bengal, so still kind of a tiger in some sort of way. Uh, very excited. Well, it, he handled himself very well yesterday at the press conference. I mean, are you are you surprised with how he's gone through this entire situation? Most definitely not. 
Uh, that's how we raise our players. That's how we raise them to be from baby tigers to grown-up tigers. And Joe Burrow is <laughs> definitely a grown-up tiger. He's got a national championship, and uh, we're sort of proud of him. Wow. Coach O, you got 16 grown-up tigers here in Indianapolis. How did you acquire so much talent? How are you going to turn down Coach O? <laughs> Come on, down to Coach, come on down there to Coach O's house, have some gumbo with my mama Coco. It's always going to be a great time. You can't say no to Coach O. That's true. Well, we, I do have to say our, our producer, Matt, huge LSU fan. He, he oh, went to the game. No um, I'm sure you recognize him, though, because he was around so much and all that he did for your program. Um, so much. Yeah, I mean, he was there. I don't think it, it really – you wouldn't have won without him there, Coach O. I mean, he's a big part. Any Anytime that we have extra support those Tigers down there in New Orleans. And we had a lot of it, but I certainly appreciate you and Matt being down there. I noticed you. Wow, what were you so on much. the 40-yard line, 50-yard line? About, about that. Just about that. I mean, I, it was I, closer to the 20, but yeah. About it was that. closer to the 20. Okay, there's a few other Tigers up there. You were winning the championship. I'll I was give you winning a break. the championship, but I remember looking up, and I looked up at the Tiger faithful, and I saw you. Wow. And I said, that's what it's all about, Go Tigers. Wow, I mean, that's are you going to cry? That's a moment okay? that I don't think I'll ever forget, I'll be honest wow. with you. Yeah, I see a tear in your eye. I mean, I'm holding them back. Right now, I, I'm glad. But we do have to actually kind of shift a little bit here. Um, we, we saw you walking around yesterday, Colin. But, listen, we had to sit you down here because you're not very nice to Panther fans sometimes. You're not very nice uh, – to Cam Newton, and the news came out this week, you know, and if he's healthy, he, he's the Panthers' guy. We need an apology about how well, – why do you just not like the guy? Uh, I'm, not in, I'm not in the credit business. I'm in the honesty business. If you, get, if you want credit, go to your local bank. I'm not in that business. I'm in the honesty business. Mm. Okay? Cam, he's more into fashion magazines than the playbook. Mm. I can't apologize to a guy who's more worried about looking good in the press conference. But Colin, Cam is the best. But Colin, Cam is lit. Cam hasn't had a winning record in three years. Three years. It's hurt. I think we need we need an apology, just, At a certain point, it just seems like it gets oddly personal between you and Cam, mm. and I think mm. I think people just want to know why why is that? I mean, he, objectively, he's been great in the community. His teammates love him, all these things, and yet you seem to still find ways to poke holes in him whenever you get a chance. See, my philosophy with quarterbacks has always been: you have to be somebody who could be a face of the franchise, yeah. someone who's not a backwards hat kind of guy. Oh, mm. a backwards Cam hat. Newton, oh, backwards hat kind of guy. You mm. can't He's a feather that. in the cap kind of guy. Not feather not. in the cap. He's on GQ. He's on, you know what I want? I want him in the playbook. Oh, he boy. isn't in the playbook. Oh, He's out there in GQ and worried about Instagram and with this, oh. this and doing the rap. And you know, I don't for Colin, this you know, is we so were tired. we were trying, we were trying, but Colin, get out of here. Colin, just just get out. Get out. You know, we tried. We <laughs> we tried. We tried to get out of here. A round of applause here. So good for so Joey. Good. How how do you what how do you do it? I, I mean I just <laughs> you know I just have I just have fun with it you know and I just try to make the characters be as big and as loud and as obnoxious as they can be and like it was somebody like Coach O he's so lovable that I don't yeah. have, you know Saban is somebody and Colin somebody that uh, you know that that makes people mad a lot you know, a lot of people don't like Saban yeah. a lot of people don't like Cowherd um, for different reasons but. There's not too many people that don't like Coach O. No, that's true. That's now, he's just a very lovable, likable guy. You've got, so, you got a good Coach O. Thank you. That's always fun to just be able to just get into that and be the lovable, big old Coach O. Oh but, yeah, so I just you know, I just have fun with it and just try to come up with bits that will make people yeah. laugh. And The thing help. about your impersonations, though, it's it's the little things that you just absolutely get right. That, <laughs> Thanks, that, man. That, that that's sell what makes it. it. That's like, what makes he did a video it. the other day where he was faking some press conference. 
And at the beginning of the video, he had someone like reach up and set like a microphone yes. on the yep. table. Like those little touches all about make people who it's watch all sports all the time. All about the details. Yeah. That just that makes now, me laugh so how hard. Much, how much practice does it take to get to a point where on command you can go from one voice to another to another? Like especially on the spot like this, you don't yeah. have a chance to like get a warm up or just like try to get into it. Yeah, it it's tough because sometimes like. You know, I mean that—that's what it is. Like you just have to roll with it. Like you yeah. can't, it, you know, if at the start you're not, yeah. you're right into it. You just have to keep going, right? Because <laughs> right. you guys aren't, you're not gonna be like, oh yeah, take a few practice rounds. You know, right. we're doing this. Right. So yeah. it's like, if I'm not getting in first, now I'm getting in cowherd somehow. <laughs> 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 I'm not getting in first. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my favorite thing about cowherd is like when he asks a question, he yeah. uh, he leans in like. Uh, uh, yeah, like he gets crazy, but obviously this is great radio for the people who are listening. Hopefully we got yeah, we got video yeah, yeah, right yeah. we've got video on it. Uh, but no, nah, man, you just have to like just go into it. You can't, you know, struggle and be like ah, stop or anything. You just got to right. go into it and keep rolling. Yeah. Well, I'm awesome. not a professional, but I do have one impersonation. It's not of a particular human. It's yeah. more of a persona. Okay. Um, and it's Southern Mom, and listen, she gets pissed. Okay, a little Sandra some, Bullock uh, blindside. When, yeah, when yeah. she gets real pissed when um when some guys, like the media members calling, talking about my boy Cam. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. We don't deal with that. <laughs> no, we don't. We don't a really. Southern Bell. Yeah, we don't really deal with that. We did a bit earlier <laughs> this year. No, I got to get out of it. We did okay. a bit earlier this year. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. With yeah, it's hard. Rolling. You got to get out. But with uh, CMC carried the ball for what thirty seven. 35. So. It was right. crazy. I think it was 37 times, and people were like, oh, you're running him too hard. So Southern Mama became uh, Christian McCaffrey's mother. Ah, she's very protective then. She's very protective and said, you know, hell, I think 35, hell, give him 42. <laughs> that boy's been running to the fridge for me this whole time. And then I had the audacity to tell his mother that I actually did it and did the imper- like oh, did, wow. did it for her on – the sidelines. Stuff see, alleged. See, I've never had the ex- like. I've never had that experience of like uh, somebody that I impersonate being yeah. there with them. You know, I've yeah. never done it in front Gosh. of them. I've been around Andrew when he was playing, and that was always kind of weird because I felt like <laughs> he might have known, but then again, he's not on anything, so right. I could see True. him be like, oh, I've, never, "I've never heard of this guy." <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, you know, so I haven't. I haven't gotten that experience. I don't know. I feel that, like that's though. right up Andrew's alley. I think he would enjoy and think it's it's I funny. No, I can't. I can't tell. I would hope so. It's like a dream of mine funny. to do a little like, uh, like yeah. across the table together and like kind of Jimmy <laughs> and, Fallon, yes. uh, who was oh the my guy from Rolling Stones, um, whatever his name, Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, One day that would be amazing. To yeah, have but I don't know what Let's he's up hope. to. Let's hope that we can do that. That'd but be great. Um, I'm gonna jump on this train. I'll try. I I want to make that happen too. Yeah, you have more connection That's there probably. So yeah. funny, Wholesome Andrew. Trace. Andrew interviewing Andrew. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I, I think it would it would be perfect. Would, we could pub the XFL for his dad. Nice. We, I mean, we could. It would go crazy. We can we can pull the strings yeah. on this. I, I want to make this happen. But seriously, thank you so much for, for joining me, us. This Tell the people great. where to follow you because they need to be able to <laughs> they need to be able to hear you. Yeah. Uh, so just on Twitter is my, my main my main platform. Uh, Joey spelled you know J O E Y and then Molinero M U L I N A R O. Joey Molinero on Twitter and. Keep having fun and, and find me on there. Awesome. Well, we can't wait to see what else you come up with, and we appreciate you joining us, Thanks Joey. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you, Thanks. Wow. Wow. Bravo. I mean, really, Matt, are you okay? I've been waiting a long time to hit that button. <laughs> <laughs> Not only did you get to hit that button, but, I mean, Coach O thanked you. Oh. For yeah. all, all that you did. Yeah, that meant a lot to me because, obviously, you know <laughs> – you did forget so much. All, forget all these guys that are here. You <laughs> know, Who was your favorite? Who was your favorite of the interviews? 
Mine is Andrew yeah, Luck. Yeah, Andrew Luck one for me. Because too. he nails the cadence. Yeah. Which words get you know brought to life through yeah. the, the body language? It was just, and I think I interviewed him for three years, and so yeah. I I know that voice so and good. that cadence, yeah. and he nails it. I honestly it. think like if we hadn't told people who Joey was, and we just said. Andrew's here in Indianapolis. He's doing a little bit of media. We actually got him for five minutes. And he acted as if, you know, like if, if we just played it straight. I don't know that anyone I could don't tell. I think he could I think he could have gotten away with two. I think that one and Cocho are pretty Those are pretty so very, very good. On a, in a radio situation where all you're hearing yeah. is the voice, I don't think you're able to tell. If we had played it off, I mean, why wouldn't those guys? We should be have done that. This is what we get for not yeah. really preparing. We yeah. should have just done it like that. I, I just wonder. Anyway. It was. It's that good. It's that. But good. that that is why that's my favorite piece from the combine. Yes, there's all these storylines about these players and what they're doing, but we just had a man sit here and, and run through four different impersonations. So that's not happening in every combine. At every combine, you're going to have you know a runaway story. You're going to have a yeah. guy that you know breaks these records, and does, you're not going to have Andrew Luck, Nick Saban, Cocho, and Colin Coward on the same show. No. No. I can tell you that for free. So you're welcome for all this great yeah. content that we brought you from this year's NFL Combine. That concludes uh, the group chat here in Indianapolis. We will be back in Charlotte and talk to you guys next week. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.